Hello, welcome back to the Ask Mike Show. Welcome to those that are regular listeners and hello to those that are brand new to the show. If you enjoy it, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Today we have a very special guest. We have John Lee Dumas or JLD who is the founder and host of EO Fire, an award-winning podcast where he interviews today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. With over 1,400 episodes and seven figures a year in revenue, JLD has shown the world the power of podcasting. John, thanks for being on the show. Listen, I am fired up to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So we'll dive straight in. Over the, the years of working with podcasts and podcasters, there's so many that make it and so many that disappear and they stop recording and they just seem to fade away. What's the difference between those two types of podcasts? The podcasts that make it solve a specific problem for a real set of people. So if your podcast understands a real solution that it can deliver to a set of individuals, to your listeners who have a real problem, your podcast is going to succeed. Now, the level that it succeeds, like that's up for question, but it is going to succeed on some level because you are being of value. You've created solutions to real problems. The podcasts that don't work, brother, those are the ones that are just weak, fake, diluted replicas of the other podcasts that are out there. Like you see a lot of people say, listen, I see that podcasting is this next gold rush. Let me just go out and do what I see other people doing. But the, the problem is that podcast host doesn't have any passion. They don't have any knowledge or skills or expertise in that area that they've chosen. So the winners in podcasting today, and that's 2020 and beyond, are people that are choosing one specific niche, one specific void that isn't currently filled, and they're coming in and delivering amazing value with their podcast in that niche, becoming best in show in that area, and they are delivering those real solutions to real problems. So those are where the winners are, and before what I was sharing, that's where the losers are. Is that something that's always been the case? Because Not always, not always. Because no. back in 2012, 2013, 2014, podcasting was just so new. Not many people were doing it. So it just wasn't the saturated market. And you could come in as like an average podcaster or as somebody who didn't have that original of an idea. And you could kind of fake it till you made it and you could kind of get your get your reps in and slowly figure out your path. But now it's 2020. I mean, we're over a million podcasts, over a hundred thousand now are being launched every single month. You know, the quarantine and COVID-19 has only sped up the whole podcasting industry. You see things like Joe Rogan getting a hundred million dollars from Spotify just for exclusive rights to his podcast. I mean, it's absolutely incredible what's happening in the podcasting space so if you're going to come and play with the professionals, which is what podcasting is now, it's a professional's game, you've got to come with your A game. And I'm not saying you've got to be amazing out of the gate. You just can't be average out of the gate in a very broad topic. You can be average out of the gate in a very specific, very niche, very targeted podcast focus where your competition's average or weak or non-existent. Because like when I launched back in 2012, 
a daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs, nobody was doing that. So I was the best daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs from day one. Mike, I was the worst daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs from day one. Because <laughs> guess what? I was the only daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. So for anybody that wants to get into this game, it's amazing. The water's warm. Come on in but find and identify your niche and then focus on that. It's interesting that you brought up, I know it's a reasonably intense word being deluded, but do you think people have high expectations when they start and they don't know what their sort of end game is or their vision is? So they just start and then they think, well, it's not giving me the return on the investment that I want. I'll just stop. What's, the, what's that tipping point for a lot of these shows? People do have way too high of expectations. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm part of the problem in a way. I'm not trying to be part of the problem, but I love being transparent. I love being open, I love being honest. And guess what, I've been podcasting for eight years now. I've done over 2,500 episodes for Entrepreneurs on Fire. I've been on over a thousand other people's podcasts. Like I've really put in my reps and what do I do? I publish my income reports. Every single month we have an income report that comes out and we are typically netting, and I'm not talking grossing, I'm talking netting $150,000, $200,000 every single month. And you know that's multiple millions of dollars per year. So people are seeing those numbers and they're saying, wow, there's a lot of money in podcasting. Or what if I could only get a fraction of that for my show? I'd be crushing it at $10,000 a month. And you would be crushing it at $10,000 a month. I'd be happy if I had a business that was making $10,000 a month. I could live very happily off of that. But the reality is people don't realize the time that it takes, the energy that it takes, the effort that it takes, the consistency, the longevity. Like it took me 13 months to get to my first six figure month, which by the way is very fast, but I did all the things right. I was in at the right time. I was a first mover in podcasting. I got lucky. I had a lot of things working for me. It's not like that anymore. You can still build an amazing business around podcasting, but you have to go into it with the right expectations. And that's where people are really struggling is they're coming into it with just way too high of expectations. What would you say were the, the keys to like, the future of podcasting? Because I know that yours is interview-based and you have other little bits and pieces in there as well. I used to listen to, I think it was a history one that you did that had voiceover actors and things of that nature as well. So where do you see the future of the industry? Because going from, I'll just put on a show to this becoming this massive profession now, you've got a lot of podcasters doing better than some radio shows now. Where do you better see this most, going? Yeah. yeah. You can't name a radio show that I would trade places with. It just does not exist. And I can promise you that is a hundred times the case for Joe Rogan, for Mark Marin, for some of the other big podcast hosts. Um, listen, the reality is this. I'm keeping it simple. I'm keeping it very theme-based because it's true. The future of podcasting is what I just went on a rant on earlier in this episode is the future is in the niche. The future is in solving one specific problem for one set of people. The riches are in the niches. That has always been the case, but it is the case more than ever in the world of podcasting in 2020 and beyond. And it's only going to be becoming more so, which by the way, should be exciting because now you can just say, listen, I'm just going to do 
one specific show for one sector of individuals. I don't have to worry about being overwhelmed by being all things to everybody. There's a phrase that I love because it's so true. If you try to resonate with everybody, you will resonate with nobody. And it's a fact across the board. You need to find your first 10 fans. And then you turn those 10 fans into 100 fans. And then you turn those 100 fans into 1,000 fans. And once you get to that point, then you can go read that article by Kevin Kelly, which is called 1,000 True Fans. You can realize that with just those numbers, you can have a multi six-figure-a-year business. And if you can't figure out in 2020 how to thrive and be happy working from home, generating six figures of revenue, then you've got to look in the mirror and say you've got some deeper money issues that you must, be, you must work with. That's an excellent point. And I think that, as you said, it's not always been this way, but it's becoming that way. It's almost a, is it, it's like a supply and demand thing where there's so much out there that it is the only way to really stand out? The only way to stand out because, again, 100,000 podcasts are being launched every single month right now. And guess what? There's a lot of categories. There's a lot of different niches that still need to be filled in the podcasting space. And, you know, there's way more people starting to listen to podcasts every month than there are people starting podcasts every month. So this is still all in our favor. It's very good. It's a very bullish, very great, very grand opportunity if you approach it correctly, because so many more people are listening to podcasts today than they were 30 days ago. And in 30 days from now, that same is going to be true. People are just falling in love with this medium by the tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of millions of people. And I've seen it happen over the years. And so as long as you're willing to say, listen, I'm not trying to be the next entrepreneurs on fire and get over a million listens per month, at least not right now. You know, maybe in four or five years, I'll wake up and I'll see there's an opportunity for me to broaden out, for me to go more vague and broad, and then I'll do that. But to get my initial traction, that initial momentum, I need to just start solving one problem for one set of people better than anybody else is doing it. Now, most, most podcasters tend to go off their listeners or their downloads and they spend so long trying to figure out how to get more listeners and more downloads. But you said, well, just solve that one problem. Just solve that one specific problem and it'll snowball from there. As you said, 10 fans, 100 fans, 1,000 fans, and it sort of snowballs from there. Listen, if and I'm vegan, if I'm vegan and if yeah. I loved yoga, I would want to find a podcast that was called the vegan yogi. Cause guess what? I'm, and I'm not saying that I'm vegan cause I'm not, and I'm not saying I'm into <laughs> yoga cause I'm not, I'm giving an example. If I was vegan and I loved yoga, I wouldn't want to go just listen to a random vegan podcast. I wouldn't want to just go listen to a random yoga podcast. I would want to find the podcast called the vegan yogi. And I would listen to that show because that is the, that is so much closer to who I would be in that scenario. And that's what people are looking for. So you need to find ways to niche down to potentially cross level two different niches into one being a vegan into yoga, you know, being, you know, into dance, you know, but at the same time loving finance. I don't know. Again, you just, you need to find what is not being filled for niches and become that place that people go to for that solution. 
That's a very good point where you mentioned like crossing things over based on industries or interests. And the vegan yoga is a very, very good example because there will be people out there that do that and people out there that think, oh, well, the yoga podcast is okay, but it's not quite right for me. And you want to be the podcast for that person, don't you? Like when people are going to a store because they have an ant problem, they're not looking for bug spray. They're looking for killer ant spray. You need to enter the conversation that people are already having in their mind. So guess what? When people are having a conversation in their mind about X and your podcast is X, then you're going to win. If you're in this niche where there's a podcast that's Y, 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 and your podcast is the only podcast that's X because it's combining two things, that's where people are going to go to. And not everybody, because not everybody's a vegan and into yoga. But again, you're not trying to serve everybody. You're trying to find your niche, your specialty, your craft, your place in this podcasting world. Nicely said, John. Well, thanks for taking the time to be on the show. And I look forward to keeping in touch. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, brother. There we have it. John Lee Dumas on the podcast in the virtual studio telling us that the value of podcasting is in niching down riches in the niches as he quite rightly said the world is definitely changing and podcasters need to move with the way the world is going those of you that want to find out more about john you can find out everything that he has going on from the podcast to the journals that he has at eofire.com and if you're brand new to the show, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes, which are solo episodes as well as guests. And if you haven't already, make sure you leave a review wherever you check out your podcast. And I look forward to speaking to you all again on the next episode.